What's going on, everybody? We're doing another two-part podcast today. The first part is going to be depressing. We're going to be talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs losing another Game 7, five in a row. But we had to talk about it. So, first part, starting right now. The second part will be all basketball. Let's get going. Podcast. I am Sean, and I am joined again by my brother Ian. Welcome back, buddy. It's been quite a ride. It's good to be back. I mean, I wish it was under better circumstances with, uh, you know, better results for both of our teams, but good to be back regardless. Yes, and we're back here again at a point where the Toronto Maple Leafs don't make it out of the first round. So I haven't, I was not able to watch anything, read anything, listen to anything Leafs related since Saturday, but ahead of this podcast, I had to, had to take it all in. So let's digest it. Let's digest my pain. Why don't you start? You've been away being a new dad. So new dad, what the hell happened this time? I really don't think anything happened necessarily. I think the difficult part is, is that, you know, is, is if you want to be considered a smart fan, you don't blame the officials for your team's downfall. Right. And, you know, you don't want to be one of those guys on Twitter who thinks, you know, it's rigged or any other nonsense that goes on. But in this case, they really were robbed by the officials. And like, you can point to like some of the little stuff, like should Jack have made this save or that save, or, you know, should, should Alex Kerfoot look before he does a drop pass? Like, sure. Okay. Sure. But at the end of the day, John Tavares scores that goal in game seven and we're just in a completely different place. Right. And, that crowd gets back into it. You could tell they were sort of ranging from excited to nervous to, you know, petrified of failure. And I know that feels like as a Raptor fan, but at the end of the day, like that pick play on Justin Hall, while by the book, is it a penalty? Uh, maybe. Okay. But, you know, this is a team in Tampa that has massive people, physical people, doing things like that all game, all the time, at all times. You, you think there's ever a moment where Ryan McDonough isn't shoving his stick in someone's back or pushing someone who doesn't have the puck or face palm here, face palm there. You don't Alex think that's happening? Of course it is. Come on. Off the back of Austin Matthews in an overtime, maybe? You think Pat Maroon, like eight-time Stanley Cup champion, Pat Maroon isn't doing that? Of course he is, right? So, like, it just feels – it feels – like a, a really feels like an unfair way to go out. Like if you're a Leaf fan, right, you're used to your team not showing up, but the team undoubtedly, sh- like they showed up. Yep. I, I think if if you're talking now, if you're talking takeaways, that's a different discussion entirely. Let's but in not, terms get, of there. Let's what not happened, get there yet. Yeah. In terms of what happened, I don't think anything happened. I, I just I feel like 
They got they beat. played super hard. Yeah, they played super hard. They played the best team in the conference. And when it really matters, the officials shit their pants. I have the same attitude as you. Obviously, I'm devastated. Gutted. This was the first time really of the, you know, losing an, uh, an elimination game in five straight years in the final game of a series, which has never happened in the big four sports ever. Obviously, that is so leaves. This was really the first time where start to finish, I truly believed that they were going to win. I thought they were better. They had the best season of the, of the entire 104-year history of the franchise. Oh, it's un- it is undoubtedly anyone that wants to tell you any different or wants to shit on Dubas for the sake of it or whatever, that is the best Toronto Maple Leafs team that has ever been put on the ice. That we've seen in our lifetime. At least. We, in color. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. In That's, color. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, because they've had a lot of bad teams in color. That is... That is the best team we've seen in color. And that's so when we went into the series, what did we want? We wanted the big guys to show up. They showed up. Matthews had nine points. Marner had eight points. Nylander had seven. Tavares had six. I know Tavares was more the latter half of the series, but he's a streaky player anyway. So you got what you kind of got with him. What else did you get? You got the depth. You got the depth guy games. You had the David Camp goals. You had the the, the uh, Pierre Engvall game. You had the Ilya Mikheyev points. So you got that piece of it. You got the goaltending. Outside of Game Four, Jack Campbell went save for save with the best goalie in the world, in the world, and yet they lost. And so that's what's so gutting to me. Because if you're a regular team, any team, any fan base, and you lose this series, you go, you know what? You tip your cap. You go, Tampa, you guys deserved it. You earned it. We'll come back again next year. But it's the Leafs. We aren't just any other fan base or any other team. That's what makes this so frustrating. Last year, they choked. Columbus, they didn't even show up. The two Boston years, while they were they were either maybe slightly better or on par with them the second time, they weren't better the they first Babcocked. time. They, they Babcocked. got Babcocked. And then Washington, they were all rookies. They weren't supposed to be there anyways. They're just happy to be there. I believe this team was better. But when it mattered in that game six and that game seven, you have a lead in the third period against the defending two-time Stanley Cup champions. You have to close it out. I know I, two high sticks, yeah, you're up, five on three. You're up three, two. Take care of business. Yes. There's no doubt. It and also needs to be pointed out that this new NHL playoff format is stupid and it doesn't work, right? Like we're watching now, does, does, based on the regular season, does Florida deserve to move on? Of course they do. Okay, but like none of, if the Leafs would have played any of Boston, Pittsburgh, New York, hell, Florida, even Carolina, I mean, we're talking six at most, at and most. I mean, that like that Boston, like Boston had no shot. Like Pittsburgh and New York would have no shot. And I don't know who we would have played in the general format, but I could tell Pittsburgh. you it's not the two-time defending champion. Yeah, Pittsburgh. and in Pittsburgh, I'm sorry, that's over in five. Well, they didn't even with, have their uh, goalie. Yeah, right. That's what I was going to say. So. 
It's tough to dwell. We don't have a lot of time. We want to. I think. I think the next thing you got to talk about is what do you do now? Because again, like this is the best team we've seen. There's no general manager in hockey. None outside of places like Tampa, where they have the benefit of the state tax thing. Okay, that that does better with minimum slash fringe signings than Dubas. And yeah, for every Morazic and Richie, there's four camp kashas in that group, right? Like Bunting is another one. Mm-hmm. So there's no one better at filling in on the edges on a budget. But I don't think that's necessarily going to be a problem. Campbell, you know, Campbell, you got to deal with. He's not You're going to have back. to deal with a bunch of those forwards, Mikheyev, Engvall, and then the defense, Sandin, Lilligren, all those guys. I'm sure you'll go through it. But at the end yeah. of the day, I don't, this isn't about filling in the fringes now. I, I think you're going to have to move one of the big guys. And you're not move. you can't move Tavares because that contract's terrible. You're not moving either Matthews or Marner. Marner was the best player on the ice and wasn't close. And so who, who does that leave you? It's well, Willie. In his press conference, was he had a great answer. They said, you know, how does this offseason, how's this offseason going to be for you, you know, knowing that there's going to be trade rumors? And Willie goes, it's going to be like every other offseason. The media has been trying to trade me since I got here, which I thought was a spectacular quote, by the way. And it's 100% right. I don't think those four are leaving. I don't. And I, and I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, well, then how does the math work, right? Which undoubtedly you're right, but these guys have made that work before. So I'm going to tell you, I, I listened to the Steve Dangle podcast with Chris Johnson. Hold yesterday. on. Can we pause for one second? With not the actual podcast. Yeah. Oh, right? okay. Yep. Before we jump into what CJ your guy, said. Steve Dangle yeah. said. Yeah, yeah. There's, if you're talking about money that you can carve out, knowing Riley's going to jump and Campbell needs a race. If you're talking strictly about guys that you can carve out, we are talking, we're talking, um, Razik that you can trade. Yep. Okay. That you're going to have to attach stuff to, which we knew at the time as the signing was happening. Right. Right. Right? And like, and Hey, that's not strictly a Dubas thing. I mean, I I don't know the state of Freddie's hurt, but it's not like Carolina's playing Freddie. Okay. They're playing Ranta. So, so let, me, let me, you ask the question, what's going to change next year? First things first, goaltending. Neither, and this, based on the press conference, based on reporting, based on Friedman and CJ, Campbell's gone, Morazic is gone. Both of them. How are, you, how are you replacing them? I don't know. I have no idea. But that's the big change that's coming as a net. And I would not pin them losing the series on Jack Campbell. So no that chance. doesn't change. That doesn't change. But what how, they did is, how do you give how do you give Peter Morazic a no trade clause and almost four million a year for three years no and then let Jack Campbell go? What are we talking about? So the, they talked a lot about the core at the press conferences. And Dubas mentioned that it extends outside of the top four, the top four players. And he believes that there could be some changes in the core when you consider that. Well, it's not gonna be Morgan Riley. They just they just traded him. So what CJ thinks is it might be Muzzin. And they really don't want it to be. They love him. The coaches love him. The players love him. He loves being there. But he's too, he has too many miles. He's too much money. And he's not, and they just can't rely on him. So he's not saying that they are going to trade him, but that could be one of the pieces that goes out. But let me run through you really quick. The people who, you know, that, that they asked about and what CJ said, either stay or go. And then you can react in the moment. Cool? Oh. Alex Kerfoot, gone. Ilya Mikheyev, gone. 
Pierre Engvall, stay. Jason Spezza, gone, but staying in a front office role. Colin Blackwell, he doesn't have a read on it. Jake Muzzin, he says he that's the guy he thinks could be going. Mark Giordano, he says, is a stay. Justin Hall is a gone. Labushkin is, is an, he literally has no clue what's happening there. And then he said Morassic and Campbell are both gone. You know what that means? For a team that didn't want to make changes, and by the way, if you're a fan, right? As we both are, there's a quote that just, it, it sticks with me. How can you have the best season of your franchise's history and think, you know what I have to do? Make changes. But the team didn't get it done. The best team that's ever they've ever had couldn't get it done. And it's not up to you. There are going to be changes. They just are. You can't bring in Matthew Knives. He's gone back to college. You're going to have to hit free agency or trade. And to your point, you're going to have to attach some stuff to move Stop. guys like Hall and Morazic and maybe Kerfoot. It's not possible. Kerfoot, I think you can probably get away yeah, you're positively. Right. Okay. Yeah. The 900,000 to, to Wayne Simmons, who I'm sure we all like as a person and the no trade clause, uh, not great in hindsight. Um, but it's bar- that's variable in the minors, though. Fine. Yeah. But if your math, if, if my math is right, and I was doing it as we went along, you're just shy of 19 million. If you do that, at 19 million, you have no goalie. You, sorry, you have no. Eric Kalgren in net or whatever yeah. his name is. Kalgren, yeah. Okay. Right. You have to find a way to pay Sandine and Lilligren in there. So yep. let's say, so Sandine and Lilligren, that's what? Com- three and a half to four million tops. Okay. Let's call it four. Yep. Okay. Mark Giordano's probably going to be two to three. Okay. Let's call it three. And you're dealing Kasha Engvall. No, Two each? Uh, no, no. Uh, Engvall. 1.5 each? I, I think if you combine that for 3.5, I think you're right in there. And again, we don't have a goal. Don't have a goalie. So again, $19 million. I have no and, goalie. And I have, I, have I, I got to replace, I got to replace a top 4D. Mm-hmm. I got to replace the top six center, uh, top six forward. In your 19, did you have Muzzin in there at the 5.6? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's shit, just gotta... not a lot of money, man. So, like, I, hey, CJ's forgotten more about hockey than I can dream to know about. Okay. This is just math. Yeah, I know. This isn't difficult. And look, like, I, I think if it's a Campbell, you know, three times four and a half a year, you basically give him the Anderson contract. I think you got to be pretty happy with that. But again, it, there, it just though. becomes a math problem. I, I think moving Muzzin is fine, but what that means is that a you have to bring Geo back. You maybe even have to bring Labushkin back because you need to fill out the bottom of your. You need to fill out the the, the five and six guy because they don't have the and depth. And then in the it means Sandine there. and Lilligren both need to be good. Yeah, and they have been, and but not great. They, uh, do we feel comfortable with those two guys playing every in day, the I lineup do. in the playoffs in the playoffs? Right, like here's the thing. But they have a whole what, year to start, get better. Yeah, but what it started to come down to is that what the Leafs just needed to start doing was like, hey, anytime Bogosian's on the ice, I'm dumping it in his corner. And, you know, when when you get to that point in the playoffs, it's it's no different in the NBA, right? In the NBA, what do you do? You hunt matchups. Well, they're doing the same in the in the NHL playoffs. They're hunting matchups. And I think those two guys, yeah, those two right. little guys are going to get hunted. And yep, you could look, be. 
Muzzin is a lot of things. He's too expensive for what he is. And like, quite frankly, that contract at the time seemed you called the it length out. was an issue. Length yeah, you was called an it issue. And, you know, I, that's a problem. I, I just don't know how you replace that. I think, quite honestly, I thought Morgan Riley was very good. But I don't know that he's a $7.5 million defenseman. I just for don't. Eight, like, for eight. Right? Is he, you know, how much better is he than Hampus Lindholm, who just got the same thing? A little different. Morgan's obviously better offensively. Lindholm's better defensively. But they're they're in and around that space. It's just the other thing. Morgan's a horse. He plays every game. Is yeah, except how's that going to age? It, that's my point. And he's built on speed. I, I'm not disagreeing with you on that. Um, let's put a bow on this with this. The other, th- they, what they need, Sean. They honestly, love- they need they need what the Raptors got with Scotty Barnes, where it's like. It's a guy not making a lot point. who comes in and makes yeah. a huge impact. Absolutely. So which I thought could have Michael been nice. Bunting, Michael Bunting did that. There you go. There's your one. But you need more, and you need them to come from that. your from your draft capital, that. which they've traded a lot of that away. So at the but, end of the listen, day, at the end of the day, it's it's one guy. You want to fix it? Unfortunately, it's one guy. What you think it's Willie? You have to find a way to get off Tavares. There, they. Will. I love Johnny. Like He's that a guy. Full at the end of the no series move. Was, I know was making was making winning plays, but like it's eleven million until twenty twenty five. He's got three more years full fully guaranteed at eleven million. One big thing that I can point to of why they lost was their power play. The number one power play in the NHL couldn't get done in the playoffs again. And you get a couple more power play goals here or there, the series is over. I also think they lost it in game six. Yeah, you got to close it up there. You have the lead in the third period. You have the, you have the chances in overtime. But again, I'm nitpicking. I, I mean, talk, in over, just so you know, our, over, our dad, our dad. Vasil, thinks, Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky know, in overtime was unbelievable. And by the way, and sorry, I misspoke. The guy they should have been picking on wasn't McDonough. It was Cal Foot at Stiff. That's the guy you Cal should be Foot. picking on. Yeah, he was terrible. But I, I thought in game six, that may be one of the greatest. First of all, games. it's one of the greatest hockey games, games. I've ever watched. Yeah. And it's one of the best games that team has ever played. I Maybe the best game. They can't. I don't disagree, man. And uh, I think that's what makes that's what why this hurts so much. Okay, thirty seconds. Yeah. Thirty seconds. Front office, coaching staff, um, the governor's booth, roster. Who mm-hmm. goes? No one. No, no, no. Roster included. You don't send anyone out. Well, they're going to have to, but none of none of the major guys. I don't think any of the major guys go outside. No, no. Who, what would you do? You're Brendan Shanahan today. I said this. What do you year. want to see? I think Shanahan should have been fired last year. I, I wouldn't be opposed to firing him. He's been here for like almost a decade. We haven't done shit. You're the boss. I, I think Keith can defend himself. I think Dubis can defend himself. I think the the players can defend themselves. I'm sorry. If if it if this comes down to a culture thing where they just can't get it, you have to cut the head off the snake. I've had that opinion for 18 months now. And guess what? They better figure this out because if not, they're heading into an offseason next year where Austin Matthews is going to be a free agent after the season. 
this is your last chance to prove to that dude that you're going to be able to win. No, there's no concern. I, I don't, but that is the time clock. Him no, I agree. Louis. But with Matthews, there's no concern. You don't think so? No concern. No. Come on, prove, man. They got to prove to me. Can this, win. this guy, this guy in a, by the way, Vasilevsky just made a save that was like, are you kidding me? And, but the thing with Matthews is that like, he's net, he's so maxed out here. He's the most famous guy in the city. He is like best friends with Justin Bieber. Like has he Drake posts about him on IG. Like, I'm sorry. Like you can go to Arizona or New York or wherever. And that's just, yeah. But that's just not going to be the case where no. you're going to go play, play in Arizona state's ice. Right, like, where is he going? Right, are you going to go play for the Kings? You think Drake is going to give a shit about you out there? Like, I, I understand that, like, you know, he's not going to make his decisions based on Drake. But Austin Matthews is a showman first, hockey player second. He loves, okay, loves the attention in the spotlight. I'll give you that. Um, the Leafs lose. So, by the way, you never asked what's me. Next, Shanahan st- should stay. Dubas should stay. Yeah, you want Keith to go? No. I you thought Keith, or Trot. If Trot's if Trot said I would come, I would pack Sheldon Keith's bags for him. I think he's a great coach, and I think he'd get an NHL job like that. He's going to Winnipeg. You think Trot's going to Winnipeg? Yeah, and Keith and and Kubis already came out and said, "Well, what about DeBoer? They're asking about DeBoer and and Trotz and all no. these guys." And no. he said, "I think that we're no. going to be talking about Sheldon Keith like we do Barry Trotz 15 years from now." Barry, he's like Sheldon Keith is my guy. The person who's going to fire Sheldon Keefe will be the person who fires Kyle Dubas. So, uh, all right. Well, that's the sad stuff. Big off season ahead. We will we'll be here to cover all of it with our friends from uh, the NHL Network and uh, and other friends from across the Tr- Maple Leafs Nation landscape. Ian, let's get to Rob Shaw.